You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. And uh, a character in the Christmas story that sometimes doesn't get much of a mention. And um, I would like you to think through the Christmas story, maybe this gives you some hints, and, and think about the characters you know, the ones that are celebrated. And let me, as you're thinking through, let me give you a bit of a list. Who do you think about when you think of the Christmas story? Firstly, I should introduce myself. We have some guests here today. Welcome. My name's Steve Gray. Uh, I'm one of the ministers here. And uh, yeah, it is. It's an absolute privilege to have you, whether you come here, you've been here for the last hundred years, or you've come here just the last few minutes. It's great to have you at church this morning. Who do you think about when you think about Christmas? Obviously, Jesus. So that's, you get 100 points for that. Um, that doesn't count. No, it does count. Jesus, you think of the manger. Well, I do. Uh, animals. So what was that? I? Shepherds. We think of shepherds and the sheep, uh, the wise men and their amazing gifts. And, of course, Mary. Um, in some Christian traditions, we, uh, Mary has got her own statues and stained glass windows and is celebrated. But then there's this guy, the stepdad of Jesus, and he gets about four lines in the entire story. Joseph. I should note, if you have kids like myself this morning, uh, we do have this, uh, we don't have a Sunday school program because it's a short service, but we do have this uh, cry room at the back. It's aircon. Feel free to use that as well. Um, as, uh, but the only kids I can hear making noise at the moment are my own, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> they want to get back to the cubby. But Joseph, four lines. Paul, I can imagine he, um, I wonder what's like. He gets to heaven, hypothetical here, and he rushes over to the Bible and he goes, oh, I can't wait to see what they said about Jesus' earthly father. Where's my book? Uh, four or five lines. The poor guy, no, it's heaven, he'll be fine. But he, um, it's just, yeah, I'm just trying to list some of the places he's mentioned here, but um, he's not even often creatively dressed. In the ma- he's often just another shepherd. Um, he doesn't even get his own attire for the manger scene. Joseph. Um, He's not even the most popular Joseph in the Bible. There's a whole story about this other Joseph that rises from nothing to a literal hole in the ground to the second in charge of Egypt. Having said that, Joseph in his small part, who I'm going to, maybe it's a bit irreverent, but I'm going to nickname Average Joe this morning, does something that is so profound and is so rich for us this morning, I think, in our culture and at Christmas, and I just want to talk about him for just a tiny bit this morning as we explore this average guy facing uh, and amongst possibly the strangest, most profound event to ever happen and looking at his discernment in the first Christmas and what it means to us this morning. Let me read the story of Christmas, Matthew 1, 18. If we have it, we can put it over. If we can't find it, that's okay too. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, 
he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel. It means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Average Joe in this story. I can assume a quiet carpenter just going about his thing, getting married, it's exciting, engaged. Wife goes away for three months to uh, help her cousin who is giving birth to John the Baptist. She comes back and she says she's pregnant. And then she has the audacity to say, oh, but it's God's. Just for a moment, I know you've heard this story every year at Christmas. For a moment, think about that afresh, what you would feel if your fiancé came and told you she was pregnant. But don't worry, she hasn't been unfaithful. It's God's. Can you imagine how you'd feel? What would you do if you were faced with something like this? What do you do? And we all have moments like this when we have uh, massive moments that are thrown our way. Where when we're confronted with news or an event that just doesn't make sense. We live in a world where the daily news throws new information that doesn't make sense to us every single day. Even today, I think about some of the moments you'll face possibly at whatever you're doing for Christmas. Maybe you're juggling out-of-state visitors, food, space. Auntie Joy can't sit next to Aunt, Uncle Frank. Got to put him at the other end of the table. Maybe you're hoping Uncle Bruce doesn't drink too much this year. Or for others, it's lonely. And maybe you're wishing you had friends and family here to juggle. Either either or everything in between, in this season, we can all feel overwhelmed. It's, it's called the silly season for a reason sometimes. Or maybe it's the end of a season for you. Maybe Christmas Day or Christmas holidays means a change of job. A new season awaits you in 2018. Maybe it was, this year was rough and it was a loss of a job. A loss of a, lo a loved one. And Christmas is a reminder they're not with it, you. And 2018 seems daunting. Just like Joe, in the very first Christmas, we are all faced, now and at times, with these moments even today. What do we do? Culture tells us two things. There's two things I can observe from culture. They say to do when you're faced with a, a moment. Something chaotic, something messy. What do you do? From what I can see from our culture, number one is either respond instantly and loudly without thought. Facebook post it quickly. Share my opinion as loud as I can. Imagine Joe doing this. Quickly getting online, 
changing his relationship status to it's complicated. <laughs> Quickly ringing around his friends and telling them, did you hear what Mary did? Gossiping, assassinating her, trying to hurt her because he was feeling misled. Or even as harsh as it is in that ancient culture, they could actually stone a woman for that. 2,000 years ago. The second option we, I can see, and, and this is particularly, it's not just men, but I can see this in guys. We just keep going. Don't stop. Knuckle down. Sort it out ourselves. Just get busy. And you, you do see a hint of this with Joseph. He does the classic, okay, I'll divorce her quietly. I respect her. We'll do this, this, this. Just let's keep going. They're the two options culture gives us when we're faced with the craziness that life can bring us. This is where Joe can challenge us this morning and the culture we live in today. Because, listen to this, it says, once confronted with the massive news, the heartbreaking letdown that Mary is telling him, it says this in verse 9, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly, and this is where it gets important, but after he had considered this. After he had considered this. In another translation it says, but while he thought on such things. He stops possibly calms down and considers. In the turmoil, turmoil, in the craziness, he stops and considers. What a timely reminder for us this morning. In a silly season, in a culture where our phone beeps, we have to answer it, we have to check notifications, we have to reply, like, heart it, rate it, review it, all reactive and instant, Imagine in this season, at some point, in this holiday season, we stop and consider. Stop and consider what this all means to us. Amongst the presents, the shopping, the trees, the food, the possible loneliness, the swim, the noise, we stop and consider. This is what I invite us to do this Christmas season, to stop somehow, somewhere, and consider. And more specific than that, I invite you to consider Jesus and the event that surrounds his birth, which we celebrate this morning. Consider the event that historians, multiple accounts, millions of lives changed around the world, possibly billions throughout history, because of a simple baby born in a dirty, small manger, possibly cave, outside in a nowhere town. Consider that God may not be distant, but that in fact the birth of Jesus, his life, death and resurrection, shows us that he is the opposite of distant and wants to be part of your life. Consider this, this Christmas day. Consider what it's all about, what the purpose of all this is, and what is your place 
in it this morning. We know this. We live in the real world. There are plenty of loud voices on the subject of Jesus, and that's, that's great for them. But I invite you, before you disregard it, if you don't know Jesus, before you just sweep it aside, take a moment, just like Joseph did, when confronted that his fiancée was telling him, oh, no, no, you don't understand, it's God's, to consider it. And actually it says, once Joe stopped, God met him there. It was only when he stopped, the angel of the Lord met him there. Likewise, if God did not come amongst the mess that is humankind as a baby and bring relationship back to us with the Father, then considering it, if that didn't happen, then considering it doesn't cost you anything. If it's true, it is the most important thing you could ever consider. Worth taking a moment, if it's true. And I guarantee, in that search, in that consider, God will meet you there. For those that are already dedicated to Jesus this morning, I know this, I've considered it, I've signed up, I'm in then let average Joe also challenge you. Because once he considers, what's he do? He adopts it and he protects it. Christian, in this room, if you know Jesus, if you've made that decision, have you given it the time this year, the consideration? Have you protected that relationship? Have you made time in the busyness to stop and listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling you? Adopted it into your decisions? protected it from the voices of the outside world. Joseph takes this baby and raises this boy, protecting its life, travelling across the country, essentially becoming a refugee. Consider this Christian this Christmas and be obedient to what he's challenging you with. I've got one last story and we'll finish up this morning then we're going to sing another song. A couple of years ago, actually, my first year of marriage, we married six years, so about five years ago, my mum got me a Christmas present and I unwrapped it and it was a game uh, called Lego Star Wars with this little thing in the corner that said ages eight and above. <laughs> and it was a bit of a joke. It was, I think it was $10, five, $10 in a discount bin and she knows because she used to get me Lego as a kid. And I love Star Wars. So... It's perfect. She's like, this will be fun. I'll give it. He'll probably never play it, but it'll be nice to have a Star Wars Lego game on the shelf. And it was a video game. Anyway, it sat on the shelf for quite a while. And then one night, nothing to do, no kids, um, just me and Mez, and we're just, we're just sitting there, and I go, I want to have a look at this. It is Lego and Star Wars. I'm going to check it out. I put it in. And it blinks at me and says, player two needed. Now, I'm a little bit of a gamer. Haven't got that much time anymore to play games, but my wife is definitely not a gamer. But I'm like, I need a second player. So she jumps on and we set up our Star Wars Lego character and we start fighting against the evil empire. Fast forward to 4am in the morning. <laughs> and we have completed episode one. 
Now, I'm, not, I'm a little ashamed of this. We started leaving places early <laughs> to get back to keep playing this game. We had time to burn. We were young, we were married, we just, but we're leaving our friends. Oh, gee, I'm tired. Got to go. And just Lego Star Wars. Get in the car, Lego Star Wars, you know it. Straight in, all night playing Lego Star Wars. It was phenomenal. In fact, it's possibly the most funnest video game I have ever, or Christmas present, I've ever been given. And it's silly and it's fun and, and, and um, we finished it, if you're worried about that. And we ended up buying, we actually ended up asking for number two for the next Christmas. The reason I tell you that is we wouldn't have actually known how much fun or what was in that had we not actually unwrapped it and tried it. This morning, if you hear nothing else, there is a Christmas present under your tree or under your fireplace, if you have one of those in Burley Heads, wherever the presents lie, there is a present lying there this morning. And it comes in the form of the news of this baby that was born. To you it might seem like a man hearing for the first time that his wife's pregnant from God. But how do you know what's in that for you if you don't try it, if you don't consider it? Like me and Mez, it, well I know it is, but it might be the best present you've ever received this Christmas. Church, please consider that. Let me pray. I'm going to sing one more song. And then we're going to enjoy the rest of our Christmas day.